With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> I just, it's just the way things are here. I don't know why. Uh, it's because I make things hard. That's, <laughs> that's basically, that's basically how this stuff works. I make things terribly, terribly hard. Remember the remember the board game mystery date? <laughs> That's kind of what I feel like when we had that caller earlier. The 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 the, the, the guy who didn't want to talk to us. I felt like I was a mystery date. <laughs> that was a that was a board game, wasn't it? From the seventies um, seventies board game. I believe it was a 70s board game. Someone will look it up and will correct me on Twitter. They always do. I put a deal up the other day on our Concerts for a Cause uh, Facebook page. And <laughs> I just love people and their shenanigans. I just love people and their we've got to be dicks all the time. We've we've just got to be dicks constantly. And the reason I bring this up is because I made a post about um, uh, our organization Concerts for a Cause. When we started that organization, there wasn't anybody in this world doing anything for a cause. Now, there were, I, I, will, I will concede that there were folks who, you know, they, they, they had organizations that were this for a cause. And, and uh, what, was, what was the name of the deal? There it is, caller. Um, you know, that, that, that was, uh, concerts for a cause or concert for a cause or whatever, but because we made it extremely popular and in this area, there was all sorts of people that jumped on the good foot and did the bad thing and started doing things for a cause. There's Buck for a Cause, which is a, uh, a cowboy deal. There is there is uh, Comics for a Cause. There is uh, Wrestling for a Cause now. There's Cosplayers for a Cause. There's all these people doing all these things for a cause. And granted, there were some organizations that were this for a cause and that for a cause and all these things for a cause way before we became conscious for a cause. But they were all very small organizations. A lot of them were organizations that lasted 
maybe not even a year. We'd been around for five years solid. So. It, 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 I, I just don't. I just don't understand the negativity by some people. Well, there was some guy that went in on our Concerts for a Cause Facebook page. And he had to, I guess, school me or something on this. Had to talk to me about this. I, I don't know what this was about. But he had to he had to inform me that well you know there there's a been a cause and I'm like dude dude who cares he had to go in and troll me basically is is what it is that's that's basically what it is and so I originally was going to go in and I was going to I was going to have it out with this guy and then I thought you know we're not even going to bother we're not even going to bother this guy obviously is a piece of garbage this guy obviously is just a troll so we are going to go in and we are going to dump this guy the fuck out of here so that's what I did I, I'll tell you I, I'm I used to want to get into it with people online. I used to want to really go after people. But then I decided along the way, I'm like, you know, we're done with this. We're so done with this. I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) And so we aren't, and we're not. And that's just the way it is. So we are not going to feed the trolls any longer you just get banned from our Facebook page it's just the way it is Megan Rice is going to be our guest here in a few moments she's an author she's a cancer survivor maybe well no she's a cancer survivor I just maybe she won't pick up I don't know hello hello is this Megan Rice it is. How are is you? James Lowe? This is James Lowe. Yes, indeed. I was calling you for your radio interview. I was calling you on Skype audio because it's better audio for us. Um, I know that it pops up on people's phones as unknown number or an unavailable call, and and I always oh, feel oh. I, I always feel like I'm uh, you know calling to help someone refinance their student loans or sell them something, but it's not. It's <laughs> it's, it's 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 a radio interview, and uh, okay. we, we have Megan Rice with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. She's an author. She's also a cancer survivor, and uh, she's the author of several art books. Among them, Black Mountain College. My creation myth and art of mothering and she joins us today here on our big broadcast first of all talk to us a little bit about your books uh, you, you, you've got some incredible books here okay all right well um i think that my um uh, love of making books stems from childhood because um my parents loved telling stories and they read to us a lot and then when um when my sisters and I did something bad and got in trouble, 
mother would punish us by telling us we had to make a book about it. We had to write down what we did wrong and include illustrations. So that was, I guess, how I started. And then um, when I was 18, I told um, a mentor at that time that I loved drawing and writing. And she said, put them together and make travel books. And at that time, I thought that was kind of corny. Um, but now, it kind of uh, looking back, I'm, I think my, I've made five books, and they're all based on my life's experience. So in a way, I think they are, you know, kind of travel books. So um, that's, you know, kind of how I started. And when I was in school, I studied creative writing and visual art. And um, I made my first book uh, on, it's called The Art of Mothering. And um, it um, during the time when my kids were little, I was a stay-at-home mom. But every Friday, I left them with a babysitter for half a day and went to an art class. And I did a lot of artwork depicting my experience of being a mother and having these two little girls. And, um, and I also, I've always kept a journal, just kind of writing down, you know, what happens and what goes on. And so I thought, well, I can put the journal writing together with the artwork that I did. And so that was how I made that first book. And... Um, so, so take us t- t- take us through the, uh, the the production process and everything of of putting these books together. Okay, well, um, as I said, uh, you know, working in writing a journal or keeping a diary and doing artwork, and then typically the way I've done my books is I put the work away. Not really, you know, when I. I, I, I never set out to make books, but then if I go back and I look through the journals and I look at the artwork, then I start to realize there's a theme, and so um, I'll I'll I have a very big art table, and so I will I will take the the I'll extract things from the journal and write them on a piece of paper, and next to those I'll put a piece of artwork. And then I'll put all of those around this big art table and kind of get a sense if it looks like maybe there's a book there. And so once I have a sense of the format, then I'll photograph the artwork. I'll write down, uh, I mean, I'll put the text into the computer, and then I'll get help from a computer pro to format the book. And then the final thing is to email that material to an online print-on-demand bookstore. And the one that I've used is called lulu.com. Okay. And they make, they make very nice books. And so I have made two books that are full color. And the only frustration is that it's expensive to, to make a book in color. And then my other three books are in black and white because they're much more affordable. And so that's kind of how I go about it. 
We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast via Skype audio. A tremendous, tremendous guest joins us today here on our big broadcast. And uh, uh, Megan Rice is with us. She is absolutely, absolutely amazing. And uh, she is just an incredible, incredible author, an incredible uh, individual, cancer survivor. Now, we mentioned here about these about these books. Now, I understand you've published five books. Um, give yeah. us a mental picture of what they look like, my friend. Okay. So The Art of Mothering, it has a white cover with a large uh, reproduction of a painting that I did, and it shows... Um, a mother who's seated holding an infant who's drinking from a bottle, and the mother has a cat head instead of a human head, and then the other child is dancing in a tutu beside the mother. Um, So then um, just to mention that as a cancer survivor, I made a book called A Brush with Cancer, and it shows a woman who's kneeling forward and praying. And it, this book, um, as I said, is in color. And it, it's the work that I did that went into this book was what helped me get better. So by keeping my diary and doing artwork that showed how I was feeling about what, everything that was going on for me um, definitely helped me kind of rebuild my life and rebuild my courage and um, and get better. So, and thankfully, I'm 24 years cancer-free. And then uh, one of the black and white books, um, it's called Teen Scream, T-E-E-N, Scream, and it's a sequel to The Art of Mothering. So the Art of Mothering book that I was describing is, there's, there's um, you know, it's difficult, but it's contented, and there's a lot of joy and a lot of affection. And then this book, Teen Scream, which is a black and white book, is about the turbulent years when my daughters were adolescents. And, you know, it describes the arguing and the, the disagreements and the setting boundaries and 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 a lot of humor in it also um so good stuff good stuff gives you an idea yes yes now uh what was some of the inspiration behind these five books um well my most recent book uh, the one you uh you said the title black mountain college my creation myth and that book is, it's largely a memoir, just appreciating and loving my parents who are no longer alive. And um, they went to a school called Black Mountain College, which was founded in 1933 in North Carolina. And the study of art was um, part of the liberal arts education there. And a lot of famous and influential people came out of there, like poets and painters and composers and dancers. And the school was short-lived. It shut down in 1957. But um, for my parents, who went there for three years, it was the happiest time of their life. And they came, you know, after we left there, 
we moved to Southern California, but um, my parents kind of carried on the life, the, sort of the lifestyle that they learned in the school, which was to be experimental and to to create and to explore and um, and so when I made this book, I was in large part just remembering the stories that they told about the school and the funny things and the poignant things that happened and the friends they made and uh, so definitely my parents are have been very important. Um, you know, they've left a very important legacy of creativity. Yes, of, yes. For me and my siblings. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. Megan Rice is with us. Now, what gave you the idea to come up with your very first book? Well, um, I, I would say that, well, just I, there's something about putting writing next to the artwork that for me it feels like I'm communicating as fully as possible by using both visual images and words and so um, it just is something I like to do I, I you know I don't know at what point uh, that started to be important to me it just sort of happened naturally and and also as a visual artist you know, I make a lot of art, and then a lot of it goes in the studio and is never seen again, and then it becomes an issue of storage. So um, when I make a book, it's a way, in a sense, of getting my artwork into the world and, um, you know, hoping that people can appreciate it or resonate with it or, you know, find something to connect with in it. Uh, so I, I guess that would kind of describe, you know, what draws me to continue to make books. And I am hoping to start another book soon, And uh, but I'm, you know, it's sort of in the gestation period, so to speak. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our iHeartRadio presentation, AMFM247.com, Red Nation Radio, and, of course, 50-plus AMFM stations on the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network. Now, uh, what's been some of the feedback you've gotten on the books? Well, um, mothers really like the art of mothering, and one of the reasons they like my book is because I don't sugarcoat the experience of being a mother. To me, mothering is the most challenging. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's a great source of growth and um, learning, but it's also very challenging. And you know, yesterday I was at the library and I saw a mother with a stroller and three children, and the the kids were fussing, and she was trying to get them their library books and. I said to her, you know you're a hero, you know, and she was, she looked so happy to be, uh, you know, recognized for her hard work, and um, there's a, I can read you a little bit, I, I made a poem here, it's in the book. Okay, go ahead, go a ahead mother, and read that A mother for us. is full and contented when her, yeah, are you, go ahead and me? read, go ahead and read it for okay. us, my friend. 
A mother is full and contented when her children make eating noises and their plates get clean. A mother slips into middle age beside the bathtub, her daughters plunging and shining. A mother brushes through dark bedrooms to check the blankets and to memorize those round faces. Now I better understand my mother and my grandmother. And next to the poem is a picture of a mom carrying a big sack of groceries. So that's just an example of, you know, one, one page in the book. And um, it's not all poems. In fact, I think that's the only poem in the book. But it kind of represents uh, some of my thoughts. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. She joins so, us live here on our big broadcast. Megan Rice joins us. And uh, Ms. Rice is an amazing, amazing individual. Do you require other people's assistance to uh, ready the material for publishing? I definitely do, because I really have no skill with the computer, and I feel too impatient to learn. So um, what I like to do is hire someone and then I sit next to them and I say can you move this here can you increase the size of the font and so together painstakingly we go through the book and and then thanks to their knowledge uh, we make this you know the, the book ready to to email to the publisher We've got Megan Rice with us today. She joins us on Skype Audio today. Uh, can you uh, describe your creative process? How does it take shape? Um, well, um, one thing I want to say is um, in, in terms of taking shape, I would, I guess I'd say that you know, that I kind of really put my feelings out there. Uh, like, how am I experiencing this job of being a mother? Or how am I experiencing this trial of being sick and needing, you know, time to heal? And, um, and so I think if, if I look at all my books, I would say a common thread is humor and suffering and transformation. So like for, for instance, you have a baby, you expect bliss, and then you're up all night because the baby has colic. So, you know, humor, suffering, transformation. And my books are very personal, but um, when, when I show them to people, um, let's say if I show a cancer survivor my cancer book, sometimes it'll even make them cry because they identify with, you know, what I've gone through, what they've gone through. And so although my books are personal, you know, about my experience, it seems like they have that because I'm human, they're human themes and they're universal. So themes of illness and parenthood and celebrating your parents. Um, these are all things that we have in common. So I didn't set out to write something about anybody else, but I'm like everybody else in a certain way, you know? Yes. 
We've got a uh, great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast, Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. Megan Rice with us today. She joins us on Skype Audio. Are you inspired by other authors who make similar publications? I am. Um, One of my favorites is a woman named Myra Kalman, K-A-L-M-A-N, and... I'm looking at one of her books right now. It's called The Principles of Uncertainty. And she does something very similar to me. She writes about people and things and events in her life, and then she illustrates it. So on the same page, she's got writing and her artwork. And it's very entertaining and, and fun and charming. And there's a, a man named Robert Godfrey, who has made quite a few books, and I'm looking at one that's called Big Picture, and he's an East Coast artist, um, and it's a combination of writing and his paintings. And one other person who lives in my community here in Topanga, California, his name is James Mathers, and also an artist who writes um, and then makes books. So... Those are some of the people important to me. And when I was growing up, my parents, you know, had a lot of artful friends. And um, I remember those, those adults coming over with books they had made, you know, whether it was poetry or collage mixed with poems, you know, just combining different art forms. So definitely I've taken inspiration from from other people. We've got um, uh, Megan Rice with us today. She joins us. I, uh, go ahead, Megan. Didn't mean to cut you off. Go well, I, I share my inspiration of creativity working as an art coach at a women's residential rehab, and um, I find that very satisfying work, helping women to recover from various different kinds of problems in their life and using art to express feelings and to promote their healing and their recovery. Um, and I have been teaching art for 30-some-odd years, you know, as, as a day job so that I could support um, myself and, um, and then on my, in my extra time, I do my own art and, and my writing. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live. Megan Rice with us today here on our big broadcast. And the themes of your books are very personal and autobiographical. So why would other people be interested in reading them? Well, (laughs) I can't be absolutely sure that other people would want to read them. I think that people who have more of a leaning towards uh, creativity for themselves might be more interested in this work. Um, One thing that um, is kind of quirky, some of my books have some of the artwork, uh, the people, the characters in the drawings don't have clothes on. And when I was making the books, I didn't think twice about that. But I know it is, in a way, a limitation. And I think where it came from is I went to art school in London, and all day long we were 
drawing and sculpting from using nude models. The nude models would work, stand there all day. And so, you know, we would learn um, how the proportions of the body and we'd learn about anatomy. And so I got into the habit of drawing people without clothes on. So um, in some of the, uh, you know, pictures in the art of mothering, uh, the mom or the child may not have clothes. And so that's just kind of a quirk, quirky thing um, that, you know, is an aspect of my book. Yes. So, and if people are interested in looking at my books, you can go online and look at www.lulu.com and then slash, and then my name, which is Megan Rice, M-E-G-A-N-R-I-C-E, and you can purchase books if you like. Fantastic. So, well, uh, well, Megan, I've got to run along, my friend, but I thank you for being with us. It's been an amazing, amazing journey, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you, Megan. Well, thank you, James Lowe. Nice to talk to you. Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful afternoon. You've been very kind. I appreciate it. Megan Rice with us today. She joins us live on Skype Audio, an interesting individual. And uh, we are going to take a brief time out. And when we come back, Donna Carol Boss will join us. Talking today, freedom versus order, the battle rages on. We've got more coming up. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.